Good morning. Sunday class. Said Oreste. You saw the flyer? We read the flyer. 9.30 at Oreste in the senior lounge. No, there won't be Minyan. So for now, we're just going to start with our class. Uh, it's just, it's going to be more quiet. Hopefully, that will be beneficial to all of us. And, you know, it's building. So. Not my building. It's the building of the community. My mother's name is Right. Okay. No. 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 Everybody's building. Now, we are in the parasha. We've gotten to the plate to the point where the spies return. We we touched upon their return last time, on Wednesday. Uh, every time, by the way, I miss a day. I get I get questions because a lot of people only follow the podcast, so they just expect you know you get used to seeing the podcast just appear every day, you know. Every time you miss a class, I end up sitting there studying words for two minutes. <laughs> okay, so he, pre- he prepared for Friday class. Okay, so, 25 in chapter 13. So they, they come back from doing the tour of the Aretz, of the land, the, the checking of the land after 40 days. Again, we're going with that theory that I read by Menachem Liebtag, by Menachem Liebtag, that the word tour or tayar or tarim et Aretz is specific. And it's different from the word miragilim, which we see in Sefer Yoshua. Mm-hmm. Here, they genuinely want to go to see if they, if they want to see the land. If they want to go yeah, into the land. So they come back after 40 days. And they come, they go and they come to Moshe and to Aaron and to all the children of Israel in the desert of Paran and Kadesh. And they brought them and all of the nation back a word. And they showed them the fruit of the land. And they said to him, or they said to them, and they said, we've come to the land that you sent us. Meaning they turned to Moshe first. Now this whole conversation is happening in front of all of Bnei Israel. Okay? So they turned to Moshe, this is very by specific. The well, by the well. They turned to Moshe in front of Bnei Israel, and they say... We've come to the land that you've sent us, and this, and it is also flowing with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Now, the fact that they show the fruit, we know that the fruit is, is very, very heavy and big. How do we know? Because they can't get Because they were carrying it on four of them. Two together. people were carrying it on, on poles. Yeah. Now, what could you make of the fact that the fruit is very large? Because. Of you could either say that, see, there, we have, you know, it's going to be food for us, so we'll be able to live there. Or you could say, look at the kind of people that are oh, there. That are there that this is the giants. Yeah, there, exactly. All the but so far, oh, so far, it seems like they're, they're, they're speaking to Moshe right now. So they wouldn't dare say anything negative. But then, Ephes, Ki Azaam, however, the people are very strong. And the cities are fortified and big. And we've seen the descendants of giants. And you have all these different Canaanite groups, Amalek in the south, you have the Canaanites in the, in the northeast and in the, on the coast. And then they start saying all of this. So this is where we got up to. Okay? So now what's happening is the spies just, they spoke too much. They said, they said the quiet part out loud because at first, they, at first they turned to Moshe and they said, the you know, the food is good. But then they announced and the, everybody in the kahal is listening and they say, but the people are very big and they're strong. Now they do not say, 
yet that we cannot conquer them. Correct. All they say at this point is that they're very strong and there are a lot of enemies there. Now, if they were to have been speaking only to Moshe and the people of Israel were not there, then this would have been fine. Yes. Because they could have told Moshe, look, and we have Moshe White House. Moshe would have told them, Hashem. Okay. Hashem has solutions for all yes. of this. But when they started saying this, they said it in public, and we know that Bnei Israel started going, you know, like, you know, whenever you could tell something bad is about this, so the murmurs start to occur, and then it gets louder and louder, kind of like a, oh, okay, I'm not going to say it. It was, a bad, it was a bad joke. Yeah, and so you could start to tell the murmurings that precede a panic were about to occur. And, and how do you know that that was happening? Because people are talking too much and now Kalev has to quiet everybody down. And then Kalev quiets down the people. That's how, by the way, we know that they were speaking with the people listening because they start panicking. What? Kalev, Kalev, Kalev was one of the two good, yes. good spies. Ah, okay. Okay. Kalev and Yoshua, and then Kalev is the one we're we're going to keep a closer lookout for because he was not blessed by Moshe, you know, and given an extra letter in his name. And we also saw Kalev in our um, in our Navi shooting. Yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. That was that character. So Kalev then quiets the people down and tells them to focus their attention on Moshe. And then he said, No, we can go up and we can conquer them, for we are definitely capable. And it's not good, because you could tell, even though Kalev is it's a nice try, you can tell that the second you have the wave of doubt and the wave doubt, of panic, kind of like coronavirus, right? The second you have the panic set on, it is impossible to calm the people down. And to unscare everyone takes a very long time. Yeah. Takes a lot longer than you think. Than you think. Right. Okay, Pasuk 31. And then, but then the other people who came with them, then once they saw the panic of the people, then, then they get even more encouraged to say more bad news. And they say, no, we cannot go against the people for they are very strong, for they are stronger than we are. And that's when and they, they said about the land, they brought the bad word about the land that they had went on they, that they had explored El Israel to the children of Israel, saying, the land that we've gone in and that we've explored, it's a land that consumes its inhabitants. And the people that we saw inside were people of great size. And then there we saw the giants, the sons of the giants from those Nephilim. So uh, what do they mean when they're saying this, the Nephilim? Nephilim, we saw very... So, so we saw them before in Bereshit, in the book of Bereshit. Uh, was it by Noah? It was right before Noah. It was at the end of, the, it was at the end of Parashat Bereshit. And um, we yeah. spoke about them as people who, I don't even remember the details. Yeah, yeah, so it was, right, it was before, before Noah, right? It's not uh, fully accepted that they were, um, meaning it's not agreed upon by, by all the Perushim that they fell from the heavens, but they were known as more giant figures. Bigger. Bigger figures. But then they, we don't even know 
if these nifilim, we only saw them once in Bereshit. Okay? So it could be whenever they're saying we even saw the nifilim, you know, whenever you take, they saw like six foot men, right? They're trying to give an... an, an they an, saw six and a half foot men. And then, and then they're getting so worked up in their minds that their anxiety is taking them to places like, we saw those great yes. giants that yes. fell from the heavens in the times of Enosh. Yes. Like, no, you didn't. You saw, you saw tall men. You know, but it's, it, speaks, it speaks of their anxiety that's, that's expanding the, the, the difficulty of the task. And this is a very fascinating pasuk. Because this one, pasuk 33, shows a lot of their psychology. So the first half, they start speaking of these primordial giants, maybe you could say, who fell from the heavens. No, they didn't see that. Why are they saying they saw that? Because they're filled with anxiety. The next part of the pasuk. And in our eyes, we were like grasshoppers, and so were we in their eyes. How do they know what they see? How, first of all, how do they know what they were like in the eyes of the other people? So the rule is, you feel, the way you, th- you feel is what, is what you think people think about you. For example... No, no more confidence. Yeah, whenever you lose your confidence, you think other people think lowly of you as well. Very fascinating how, how it's so specific with the wording. We were like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and so were we in their eyes. Now, how do we know that this they is not true? They made much bigger. They much, made it much bigger, much, of course. They, bigger. they expanded it. They, yeah. they augmented their, uh, their feelings of, of, of anxiety. Problem. Yeah, so, so how do we know they, this is not have, true? They could have said that we are, these are you know, big, and, but then they didn't, have, they didn't have to make it so scary. So how do we know this is not true? How do we know this is all in their heads? Because in the times of Rachav, what was one of the things Rachav said was the reason um, people were scared of Bnei Israel? For God had split the sea for you. And then Hashem he, was with them. He split the sea for you and he conquered Sichon and Og. Now, we didn't conquer Sichon and Og yet, but the sea did split. And the word of the sea splitting got around. And people and were very scared of Bnei that Israel. Was that was enough. That, was, that would have caused enough fear in, in them that it wasn't so obvious that they were unafraid of Bnei Israel. It seems like they were very afraid of Bnei Israel. They just destroyed Egypt. They right, exactly. They just destroyed Egypt. They walked out of Egypt to be Yad Ramah. So, so there was so much anxiety here. You see a lot of anxiety in these psukim. So, so just to refresh, the way that, let's imagine ourselves at this meeting. Okay, it's very under, important to understand what's going on. The people come and everybody's waiting around and waiting for their news. Obviously a big mistake because you don't want the word to go to the people unfiltered because then you get panic. Okay, this but is same, this is the same forty days of the Chet Hagigah. Forty days that Hashem taps up. It's interesting that the Torah keeps using forty days. He traveled there for forty days. Forty days, days they made. You it, know what forty days represents? Forty days when they went up to this Mount Sinai, and now it's the same problem. Forty days they went. Yeah, but this the one is a, it's a forty-day problem. That was on the fortieth day yes, the yes, problem began. Yes. But but uh, so that means they, that they were waiting with anticipation. Right, right, for right. This. All right. Uh, anytime B'nai Israel are waiting in t- anticipation, yes. they get, they get, they lose their confidence. They lose. That's very interesting. Right. Very interesting. It's a very good. When parallel. they waited for forty days for Moshe, at the end of the forty days, they lost their cool. They lost their when they wait for forty days for the Meragelim or for the Tayarim, they were already, they were already, they, they, they gave up it. already right. before. Before they, so let's let's picture it. They come to here, and it's very important to see the scene in our minds. They come, and they speak to Moshe and Aharon and to all the children of Israel at the same time. They turn to Moshe, and they say. Uh, yes, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. And then it seems like they turn their face to the nation and they say, but there are very strong people there. The people in the northeast, the people in the south are Amalek. They're very strong. They're big. 
Now, at this point, they still haven't said anything bad. They're but just giving an honest bad. report. Just this bad it's, already? It's, it's an honest report. They're saying the land is flowing with milk and honey, and this is its fruit, but the people there are very strong. Now, the problem is, they said that to the people. Okay? It was an honest report, but they said it to the wrong people. Now, Kalev realizes that the people are starting to lose their calm. The murmurs begin, and the anxiety starts, sets in. He says, hold on, hold on, no, no, no. We but we could, we could beat them, don't worry. But once he says that, it seems like the people have already lost their cool entirely. And then the Meragalim, the Tayarim, now give in. And they add the second part of their speech, which is the main problem. The, problem. the main problem not, was not when they said the people were strong. It's when they, when they editorialized and they added their own opinion. Yes. And they said, not only are they strong, we can't conquer them. And it's a land that eats in its inhabitants. And we felt like grasshoppers in they our eyes and so were we in their they eyes. Made so, so the first half of their speech was okay. It was probably said to the wrong people, but it was okay. And then the second half, when Kalev interrupts them and says, no, we could conquer them, then they add on to their speech the real problem. That was like the diba. That was the Lashon Hara they said. So that's, that's the way the speech works here. Okay? So if Kalev wouldn't inter- No, no, no. It wasn't Kalev's fault. No, no, I'm saying. No, no, I'm just asking. The, the pro- wouldn't say anything, would they... Anyway. It was a naturally deteriorating situation. The more they saw the people started crying from they their words, up. They gave up immediately. the more, you know, they feed off each other. They yes. tell the people that the people are very strong. All the people, the men start turning to each other in worry and they start murmuring and they're scared. And then the Meragalim get, they, they feed off the fear of the people and they start, you know, making even worse adding, pronouncements. Adding, adding. And they add, and say, yeah, it's really bad. We were grass up. We saw the great giants from the times of Noah. You know. it's, it's like a telephone, you know, when you say A, you end up with a Z. What? Yeah, it's almost like that. That's what anxiety is. You see, so much of when you deal with anxiety is, is getting a person out of their, the, the fantasy world that they've created. It's, it happens so often that the anxious person is not anxious about real world situations. They're anxious from the world the caricature of the world that they created in their minds. Yes. You it's make, you, you, you overthink things and then you assume things are true that are not true and then those things that you assumed which are not true, they, become for you, they uh, turn their anxiety. So typically, there are two ways you would be able to fix the anxiety. Either you could t- tell a person to meditate, to just calm themselves, or you could take some <clears> medication <throat> or you could train them to stop taking what was situation A and converting it to B in their minds. You know, if they, if, they, if they stay with reality and they don't turn reality into a, a fake reality, then they won't even, the anxiety won't develop, you know. Okay. The most that's, important is emunah. Emunah pill? Emunah pill is not in our hands, idea. Oh, emunah, it's... Yeah, like, uh, emunah is fully really No, what I mean in... No, he's saying what emunah is. Emunah means to, uh, to appreciate that it's not in your hands. Yeah. Ah. He wasn't saying emunah is not in our hands. Saying emunah means we can't go until a certain point, but without Hashem's permission, we are not getting anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Chapter fourteen, pasuk one, pasuk aleph. Fatisa kolai davai tenuet kolam vayifku ambalalahu. The nation, all the congregation, lifted up their voice, and they started crying that night. Pasuk two. They complained to Moshe and Aaron, all of the children of Israel, If only we were to die in the land of Egypt or in the desert, we would have died. Now, why is this worse than the previous complaints we've heard? 
Because last time they said, we remember the fish and the watermelons and all of the, the different things we had in Egypt. Now they're saying, now they're not saying, we remember the good things we had in Egypt. They're saying, we wish we would have, we would have died there. It's a much darker complaint. Very wish, bad. If only we would have died in Egypt or we would have died in the desert. Now, look at what they're asking for. If only we were to have died in Egypt or we were to have died in the desert. So sometimes, what's Borei Alam's response going to be? Okay, you're going to die in the desert. Yeah, exactly. So be careful and what you wish for. And that's, that's, be careful, be careful what, you what, what you say. Be careful what you wish for, exactly. Pasuk 3. Yeah. Now what does he say? Why does he say that? Why does he say that? And why, has God, why is God bringing us here to this land, to this Haaretz Hazot? They speak about this land. It's still the anxiety talking. Yeah, of course, it's anxiety talking. And why has God brought us to this land to die by the sword? Our wives and our children are going to be taken as captives. It's better for us to go back to Egypt. Now look how far they take it. Let us appoint a leader. And we'll return to Egypt. Already now, they gave, even they gave up of Moshe. Yeah. Look at this pasuk. And Moshe and Aaron fall on their faces before, before Hashem. No, before all. Before all. Adat Bnei Israel. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You think that Moshe and Aaron fall on their faces? Right. They gave up. It's it's a very it's a very scary sight to see. Imagine, imagine the leader. You know, we had a situation like this before the Six Day War, when who was it? it was Levi Eshkol? He gets you, you know about this. There was a speech where he gave before the Six, the six Day War. Everybody thought it was over. He gave a very very un, un, uninspiring speech where he was very nervous, and he basically did not instill any confidence in Bnei Israel before the Six Day War. And then everybody's like, "This is our leader." You know, so, I don't remember the details, but Borei Olam overrode him. That's for sure. And Yeshua and Kalev, they were of those who toured the land. They rent their clothes. And they say, maybe in their desperation, their last, their last try, the land uh, that we have gone in to visit, to, to explore, is a very, very good land. And then Kalev and Yoshua, they continue, If God is happy with us and He brings us into this land, He will give it to us. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Just don't rebel against God. And don't fear the people of the land. For they are our food. We could eat them up. Their protection is gone. And God is with us. Do not fear them. Now people, and they're in their panic, don't interrupt our, our, our mass psychosis. Don't, don't tell us the truth. Tell us what we want to hear. We, we want the panic. They say, we're going to stone you. But then, once they're about to stone Kalev and Yoshua, God appears. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I was pointing out. That, so that's an interesting thing to explore. Now, this is, you shouldn't take this out of context. This is after Moshe has experienced three complaints in last week's parasha. Regular complaint, 
that led to the burning of the candle. And then Miriam and Aaron start speaking about him. And then Moshe comes here, and, and we saw how bad Moshe reacted because, because Moshe was saying, how am I going to carry them? I want the mother of these people. How am I going to carry them? And then now this happens. And this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Moshe's response is a lot less forceful. And we see of all the people, Kalev is the most impressive. Yeah. Okay, Kalev is the only one who actually attempts. Yoshua feeds off Kalev and says his speech at the end to try to encourage Bnei Israel, but then Bnei Israel threatened them with stoning them. Moshe and Aaron are silent. They just fall on their faces. And it seems like it's got into Moshe already. He's lost. He's, 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 burnt. he's burnt out. Yeah. So right, we're in a very... Now, now that we've reached basically the end where things are about to get violent and Kalev and Yoshua are about to get stoned, Bore Olam interjects, he intervenes. And we're going to, on Sunday, explore what happens once the, the cloud very of God serious. appears in the, on the Owen one. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen. 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 Amen.